0: All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time Podcast. My name is Dusty Slay, and I'm here with my wife and co-host and party planner Extraordinaire. (sighs) Anna Hogan.
1: Thank you so much, Dusty. Yeah.
0: Well, I try to not come in too hot. I noticed when I was editing the podcast last week, my all right at the beginning was quite loud. I about blew out my speaker trying to do it. So trying to come in not hot. We don't wear headphones on this podcast. I hate wearing headphones. I understand that it's important. Some of these podcasts I'm doing, it really helps. uh, You know, really, I don't know what it helps actually, but it kind of Hearing yourself talk can help in a way, but we don't need it in here. It's just the two of us having a conversation. Uh, But uh, it's hard to wear headphones with a hat. Mm. And so I try to not do it. Mm -hmm. I like to just talk into the microphone. Yeah. Um, But we're here. Um, It is a Thursday, a bit later in the day. We went. To our cabin last night, spent the night. I'm having a couple of things done out there. I had some leaves to take. I had, I had, you know, I had the bags from Opelika that were, it was nine bags of leaves. And I took it to my mom's house. I mulched it up. I probably lost some because I mulched it up. But it, when you mulch them up with the lawnmower, they get so small that nine bags basically went down to two bags. And then my sister had brought me some other leaves. So I took all these leaves out to the land and I put them around the trees that I just planted not long ago, creating a nice little mulch area around the trees. Everything looks good. Grass is starting to grow where I planted it. Clover starting to come up. It's all great. I mean, I'm so excited for the spring. What's gonna happen out there in the spring is, is really exciting. I do need to make some cages. There was lots of evidence of deer Coming around, so they're going to be tearing them trees up come spring. If I don't get some, if I don't get some, some cages around it. But I went around and I counted the trees that I had that I had already planted that have not died, plus the trees we just planted, comes to forty trees. So if I'm going to be making cages, that's going to be a lot of work.
1: You know what I love about you? You got a very popular. Netflix special right now. But all that's on your mind is a pile of leaves.
0: Well, you know, it's like I love comedy. I do love comedy. And it's so fun. At the party, we had a party, uh, you know, it was mainly for um, people that, you know, have been involved in in comedy and my career and and my life uh, in Nashville leading up to all of this. And, uh, you know, so we, we just wanted to celebrate and we had it at Zaney's and it was really great. And I got up and I didn't really want to do comedy at the party, but but I did want to say something. I also didn't want to just get up and thank a lot of people as if I had won some kind of award. I didn't want to bring people all into a room and then do a long thank you. But now looking back, I wish I had wrote out a thing and tell stories about everybody I think that would have been really fun. But I, I i don't know. I got overwhelmed by the party and didn't know what to do. But I got up on stage, and as much as I didn't really want to do the stage thing, once I was up there, I got into it. And then I didn't want to get off. I was like, this is fun. And comedy's fun. It's really fun. But you know what else is fun? Growing stuff. yeah. I really like it. I like growing stuff and I'm excited about what's happening out there. And I think there's a real contrast between the two things to where I'm so I'm such a phone addict now. I hate it, but I am. But when I'm outside doing something like that, I'm really not thinking about my phone. I like to get in there. I get my hands dirty and my hands get so dirty that I don't really want to touch my phone. And so I'm I'm not really uh I'm not feeling the phone as much when I'm out there.
1: You need that yin and yang. You need the phone, but you need dirt.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it feels good. And I mean, uh, I'm just excited uh, at what that the swales that we've created are going to be- become as the grass starts. Because right now they're just kind of red dirt. And, it, and, you know, red dirt doesn't necessarily look that good. But as the grass starts to grow on them it's really gonna be something. And I'm excited about it. I
1: love pulling up at the land and seeing how big those puddles are.
0: Yeah. Well, the swales are really holding some water. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I like it. I mean, there's a couple of things that I wanna build, a couple of things that I wanna change. Um, I'd like to build uh, some kind of a drain pipe that could go through one of those mounds that I could turn it and open it on the other end and drain some of the water out into the other swale. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that can be done. I mean, I looked online for people drilling uh, holes through dirt mounds. Yeah. And surprisingly, there's no videos out Mm -hmm. there. So if we do do this, I'm going to make a video about it so that I can be the only one on YouTube doing that.
1: I know. I like to think of you at our party that we just had, and everybody kind of coming up to you. And as they do in show business, they like to be like, "Well, what's next, man? You're gonna try to do another special? You're gonna try to get a TV show? What's next, Dusty?" And I like to think of you being like, "Well, I'd like to build a drain hole."
0: Yeah, that's what I want to well, do. Next. Yeah, I mean, I need to make some money so I can get this drain hole built. Yeah, I mean, I'm and you know, I'm doing comedy to fund these land projects. I know it. It's true. And I try to get, I'm trying to get this guy, Andrew Millison, uh, who's a guy I've been watching on YouTube about building ponds and land restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to get him out at some point. We're not friends yet, but I got to, I'm going to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Get him out to the land to see what I got going on. Where does he live? Uh, Portland, uh, Oregon. Okay. So it's quite a trip. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. But it'll happen one day. I mean, James Prigioni. Uh, the guy we've been watching his gardening videos forever. Uh, I got him to do my Netflix is a joke uh, thing for YouTube. And then he reached out to me last night, said he watched the special and that he really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's it's exciting to me because I've watched so many James Prigioni videos to learn about gardening. Now he's reaching out to me saying, I'm watching your comedy.
1: It's exciting. It
0: is exciting. It's beautiful. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. I got some... You know, some fun people to come out to the party. Uh, You know, Jesse Daniel came and uh, played some music, him and his wife, or I don't know if they're married, uh, Jody, his girlfriend or Mm -hmm. wife or fiance, I don't know. Uh, They came and played some music and their their steel guitarist, Caleb, uh, who really tears it up on the steel guitar. And then uh, Jamie Johnson came, very exciting. I mean, there's a long list of people that came. And I only name a few, but Jamie Johnson has a, a few albums uh, out, and uh, he has a song called "That That Lonesome Song." And um, the the lyrics to the song is like, uh, uh, "What does he say? Uh, that morning sun made its way through the windows of my Chevrolet, whiskey eyed, ashtray breath on a churrock gravel road." Uh, What the hell did I do last night? That's the story of my life. It's like trying to remember words to a song nobody wrote, right? And I remember listening to that song in around 2010, 2011, when I was really drinking, you know, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm in a Dodge Avenger and I'm waking up in a Walmart parking lot, but the The sentiment is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm waking up. What did I do last night? I'm tasting my cigarette breath. and uh and and I just like, I mean, at the time, I was like, yeah, this guy gets me. And, you know, uh, to to admire someone in a – because he talked to me a little bit at the party about writing and about being a writer. And sometimes, you know, a lot of these country artists are just performers, you know. But Jamie Johnson's actually wrote a lot of songs for people. So to be a uh, – you know, to talk to someone as a, a writer is exciting. You know, he's like, when you're a writer, you can write – your idea, any way you want it. And if you don't like the way it's written, switch it up. You can switch it up completely. And it's just fun to be like a colleague of this guy that I admired mm-hmm. and it's exciting. Yeah. So that's the party. We had a good time at the party. Oh yeah, yeah, and, uh, and we Hannah
1: having a good time.
0: Hannah did a great <laughs> job of of, you know, planning the party. She worked together with my management team and they really put together a great party.
1: I'm ready to transition to be a socialite.
0: Yeah. I mean, Hannah's ready to be a full on party planner. She had a a denim jumpsuit out there, (laughs) like a Canadian tuxedo. Or
1: working man theme.
0: Yeah. And she ordered a little poster uh, that had my name on it. It had working man. It had basically the the uh, the uh, I don't know what do you call it the title of your special. Yeah, the title of my special. But the font uh-huh. that was used on my special on this thing, and so when we took about picture backdrop. So when we took pictures with people, that was in the background, and it was really great, really mm. fun. And the poster because of the snow. Seemed like it wasn't going to come. It came real last minute. It came just in time for the party. And we ordered some Edley's barbecue place in town. But, you know, I don't eat pork. And I didn't want to serve pork to people at the party. I didn't want to poison them with a lot of swine. So we ordered beef and chicken. uh, And it was great. We had no pork products from a barbecue restaurant. They did a great job. The food was delicious. And, uh, you know, I'm into it.
1: Yeah, it was great. I had a great night and I felt like most people did too. Yeah. You know, so, and that might've just because I was having such a good time. I was seeing everybody else's time through my filter, but
0: hey, I'll take it. Yeah, it was great. And I appreciate everybody that came. I don't know that anyone, I don't know if anyone that came to the party listens to the podcast. A couple at least. Okay, but either way. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then uh, let's see. All right. So let's get into some other stuff. We made a bit of a plan. Uh, you know, we're trying to plan out these podcasts a little bit. Uh, you know, last week we made a plan, but we just got into some real riffing last week and I, I felt good about it. I liked the way that podcast went. Mm. Sometimes it's like, I feel like with everything, you want to have a plan just in case, you know, the you're not able to just free flow it on the podcast. You want to have a plan. But if you can do it just by what's coming off the top of your head, I think it's a much better podcast. Yeah. like Just some free flowing activities. Yeah, but your
1: mind's just not always in that place. That is For true. For whatever reason, brain fog, lack of sleep, marital issues, you know, sometimes it's You just, never know. Sometimes you're just. Not in the zone. That's why we never strive for 10 out of 10 podcasts all the time. But we strive for, you know, at least 7 out of 10. And you can hopefully get a 7 out of 10 with some structure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, Hannah always tells me that Steve Martin said this. And I don't know that he did. But I love Steve Martin. I mean, I'm not calling Hannah a liar here. I'm just saying I didn't hear Steve Martin say it or write it or, or read it. But he says that you want to be good all the time. So sometimes you can be great. And I think that's what I want to do with stand-up. It's like, listen, every one of my stand-up shows may not be great. But every one of my stand-up shows is good. You don't leave my show going, that was a bad show. And if you do, you know, you're an idiot. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay for you to be an idiot. Yeah. But they're all good. Sometimes people will say my show is boring. Not very many people, but sometimes they'll say that. They'll comment it on this or that. But I assume what those people mean is I came for some really dirty sex jokes and this guy was too smart for me. And so uh, I felt boring because he wasn't spoon feeding me a lot of filth, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I assume. Okay, and some people will say. One guy commented that he was been a longtime fan, uh, but was really disappointed in my special that I really glorified drugs and smoking and drinking. And I don't know what this guy wants for me. This guy claims to be a longtime fan, but I've always made jokes about weed. I've always made jokes about. Glorifying drinking and driving. I've always, and I didn't even do drinking. Well, I did a little drinking and driving joke. I've always made jokes about glorifying cigarettes. Um, It's like, I, I, I just question how long this guy's been a fan. You've never been a teen idol. No, I mean- but the idea of it is a little bit of irony. It's like I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, um, and you know, lately I've not been smoking weed. So it's like, and 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 even if I were still smoking weed, my weed jokes on the special were—it's questionable if they were pro- weed jokes. It's like, yeah, I'm doing it, but I'm like, am I having a good time with it? That's the whole point of those jokes. I keep doing it, but do I even like it? And I don't think I do. I do want some old weed that I used to have when I was uh, smoking in high school. We used to say that that weed was sprayed with Raid. They would say that they had so much of it and the roaches would get at it, so they sprayed it with Raid. That's probably true. It's, these these things are illegal, and uh and and i believe that once they're made legal then the government gets involved the government's not wanting us to have a good time out here i mean there's no evidence out here that the government loves us and wants to take care of us there's no evidence and that's all people all across the board i'm not saying they hate us but there's no evidence that they love us and want us to have a good time i mean just look at food you can i'm not trying to go into a rant here but just look at food like You see that you'll see, I see, I follow a lot of Instagram accounts where they'll be like, in the UK, they don't allow this chemical, this chemical, and this chemical in food because it's poison. In the United States, all those chemicals are in your food and it'll be the same for Canada. In Canada, they don't allow this in your food. In the US, I heard one time that there were certain farm products that China would not accept from us because it was so GMO'd. You know, and if China won't accept it, what's going on? You know, so my point is, if the government gets involved with our weed, they're probably GMOing up in that weed, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so. You know what
1: I love about you? When somebody gives you a negative comment online, you get
0: existential. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, people are going through things out here. And you said this to me that people have so much free content to consume that now nothing is ever good enough. Oh, I know it. It's just like you give them something for free. And I'm not saying the Netflix is free, but I, got, I give people so much free content out here. And all they do is complain about it. Not everybody. I get overwhelmingly, I get positive comments. And I really don't dwell on the negative ones. I know I talk about it, but I don't dwell on it. But that's because the positive ones are not funny. If I came on the podcast and I go, hey, I got a comment today. This guy was like, hey, dude, really funny, special. My wife and I loved it. What's there to riff on? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's just a guy with a great sense of humor and a wife who also has a great sense of humor. And I bet they have good lives. They enjoy each other. Where's the riff?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, too, uh, what really put it into perspective for me before your special came out and really helped me to just kind of manage my expectations was I kept hearing people talk about Dave Chappelle's newest special, which came out a couple weeks before you maybe. And this is what I kept hearing everybody saying. It's all right. Have you seen Dave Chappelle's special? It's all right. It's all right. Dude, he's Dave Chappelle. You know? Yeah. What? Like, it's fine. You're allowed to... Have your own perception of of if you, of your enjoyment level of it, but it's just like people are so flippant now with the, with the, with the, and and entitled to to what entertains them. Yeah. It's all right. Dave Chappelle's all right. Is he all right, or is he Dave Chappelle?
0: It's like it's all right. I didn't watch it. I'm just commenting. It's all right for a Dave Chappelle special, right?
1: Which still means it's high <laughs> quality yeah.
0: stuff. Yeah, for sure. I didn't watch it because I actually don't watch a lot of comedy. And I I just, you know, I've seen enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once in a while, I'll watch it. Uh, He
1: is one of the artistic icons of our generation.
0: I actually ordered about seven Cat Williams DVDs. And then, and then all of this, uh, and I haven't watched any of them, but then this interview with him and Shannon Sharp came out, which was real controversial, and people were like, suddenly Cat Williams is relevant again. I was like, oh, I was like, I just ordered seven of his DVDs. I didn't realize he wasn't relevant, you know? Cat
1: Williams has always been relevant in
0: this <laughs> I house. Mean, when, when in, in early, you know, probably 2009, 10, me and my buddies, we had a Cat Williams DVD, and I think it was the Pimp Chronicles uh special. Oh man, we used to tear that thing up. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. Come on. <laughs> we had, I mean, I had a roommate. That's the that's the kind of comedy he was really into. We watched uh we had a Dave Chappelle DVD. No, we had a a Cat Williams DVD. We had a Bruce Bruce DVD. We had uh who was the guy that played Day Day on next Friday? Uh um I don't remember, but Cat Williams, like, did not talk about him. And apparently he, there was a clip of him going around where he was like, he was like, I wish you would have talked about me. I could use the press. Uh, I forget who he is. Very funny guy, but uh, it doesn't matter. Um, But yes, so none of this was on the plan. See what happens when we riff a little bit? It gets Mm -hmm. real good.
1: Getting to seven out of 10 closer than I thought, though. (laughs) 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 Quick. It happens quick. That's why we need structure. <laughs> <All
0: right>. But <laughs> but somebody reached out to me, uh, and I know this guy. But he's a uh, he teaches at Auburn High School, and he he reached out and said they were trying to they were looking for celebrities, which I think that is hilarious. I do not think of myself as a celebrity, but they were reaching out to celebrities trying to get them to make videos to encourage their kids to try hard on the ACTs so they could get into college. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I didn't go to college, right? Like I'm successful now and I didn't go to college. (laughs) I mean, and I'm also against going to college. Like if you have a purpose, for going to college, like, you know what degree you're looking for because you're trying to get this job. You're basically getting training and the the necessary means to get the job you're trying to go into. Yeah, I'm for it. But just arbitrarily going to college, I'm against. I want to make them a video about learning to weld or learning to become an electrician or a plumber because it's hard to find those people. We've been trying to get an electrician to come for our back porch for weeks. Mm. You know, it's like they're hard to find. And those are good jobs. But I just thought it's funny. It's like you want me, the guy who was successful, who made a successful career without college, to encourage people to go to college.
1: Yeah. And it's also like maybe what's wrong with education right now is that young folk are being taught to reverence social media influencers instead of i don't know anything
0: else right yeah, I mean, like, it's. Oh, the
1: social media guy on TikTok said I should study? Well, I guess I should. I mean, it's just so sad.
0: Yeah, and it's like when I was in high school, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like these guys are still huge 20 years later, but it's like Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, I mean, the, Johnny Depp, like those were the hot celebrities. Mm-hmm. And if Johnny Depp had made a video about me going to college, It would not have affected me in any way. Yeah. I would not be like, oh, well, Johnny Depp said do it, so I'm going to get in there. Yeah. I'm sure he uses his college degree a lot as he's acting.
1: And also, clearly, these guys are not actual fans of yours, because if they were, they'd know you don't read, you don't respect education, and you've been actually quite vocal about a hostility towards college.
0: Yeah, and it's also like if you're not going to college, like like if you're going, if you want to be a doctor, that's always my example because I don't know a lot of jobs that you need college for, but if you want to be a doctor, obviously you have to go to medical school, and then you'll you'll get you'll accumulate lots and lots of debt, like so much debt that it's unbelievable. But the idea is, hopefully, you get out, and when you're a doctor, you make so much money that paying off that debt is not a big deal. You you start to make money as a doctor, and then you make some deals with some pharmaceutical companies, and then you start prescribing their pills. They start giving you some kickbacks. Before you know it, your college debt's gone. Yeah. So you become a white collar huckster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so what I'm talking about so you can pay off the debt, but otherwise, if you're just going. You know, to get that degree, to get into business, uh, you're going to be strapped with a lot of college debt, and then you're going to be, you know, uh, a slave to the system uh, to how you're going to pay that debt off. Mm. And then you may find yourself in some job that you realize, oh, I could have just got into this job at, at a lower level without a degree and worked my way up. I think more and more of that is happening. I think there was a time when people were like, well, no matter what, you got to have that degree. There's a spot you can work up to, but you can't get to the next level without the degree. And again, I don't know, but I feel like a lot of that's going away. I feel like because a lot of college educated people, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them are like, feels like they don't really know anything, even though they've gotten the degree. Right. Yeah. So it's like people are like, I'm just looking for people with some experience because I need people to do a good job.
1: Yeah. Well, according to our neighbor, she's got like an 18 year old daughter and she said all of her friends and her daughter, they just want to either be tattoo artists or social media influencers. Well, there you go. So I don't know if that's the answer either.
0: Well, I love a meme where it's it'll be like a, a guy putting on their clown makeup and it says me getting ready for work knowing that some 15 year old girl just made 40 million dollars on Instagram. <laughs> it's true. It is. It's depressing. It
1: it it is almost just it, it it you you do feel like I'm sure almost most people somewhat feel like maybe I could make it on the internet. Maybe I could pop off on the internet. Other uselessly brain dead people, vapid, terrible, untalented people are gazillionaires. Yeah, why not me? And I just think it's a it's like a virus that's yeah. taken over humanity. Yeah, myself M- included. I'm, I'm trying with my reels, guys. I'm trying.
0: Well, yeah, there's this thing, uh, you know, it's like to film everything you're doing. I mean, and I, I don't want to do that. Like, of course, uh, I'm put building stuff on the land and I'm filming stuff and it's just eventually going to, but, but I am trying to create a, a bigger piece and not just make immediate social media content. I am trying to make it be an overall better piece of artwork.
1: So if you did have a message for these college or these, kids, studying, what would you say?
0: I would say figure out what you want to do with yourself and then work hard towards that goal. But pray, read your Bible, be open to the possibility that God has a plan for you and just roll with it. Don't make a lot of mistakes. Don't be wild. Just roll with it. Be in prayer, be in meditation, be a good person, treat people with respect, and it's going to turn out for you. Mm -hmm. I believe that.
1: Well, what if they're humanists and being a good person is relative? Your whole idea of being a good person is like, you know, you make up your own little ethics. Well,
0: I did throw in read the Bible. Okay. The Bible's overall message, I think, to people. Now, there's much deeper meaning, but the overall message is be a good person. And here's how Mm -hmm. you work on yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about telling other people how to live. You work on yourself. That's why I don't tell people not to eat pork. I tell people I don't. And this is why, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then if it it becomes a one-on-one thing, maybe I am like, don't do it. But as a whole, you know, we reach that place, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And I'll eventually share a picture with you that shows a human hand next to a bunch of pig feet, and it's tough <laughs> to even tell them apart. <laughs> and I'll say this is borderline cannibalism. And uh, I
1: saw a picture of on Reddit yesterday of a pig's eye, and they were just discussing how it looked like a human eye.
0: Yeah. Other people are on this tip too, Dusty. Pigs are the, they say pigs, pigs' body is the closest to a human body. Uh, that's why they'll you they they've used pig parts like innards to uh you know give transplants to people uh, to some degree um I didn't know that bacon is the inside of a pigs stomach I think so I think it is uh is that
1: misinformation is that fake no news?
0: I think that is what it is it's, that's nasty like I didn't even know that that's, that that was the cut well pork belly is something people eat
1: I know but Bacon's just called bacon. It's not called pork belly. At least if they call it pork belly, I'm like, no, thanks.
0: I don't. I don't know. I mean, I looked. At one point, I looked up the process for making bacon, and it does seem pretty gross and pretty unhealthy. I okay. mean, it's delicious, but even turkey bacon, I think, is pretty unhealthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think turkey bacon is good for you.
1: So I think we could probably sum up your message to the kids: is just don't eat bacon.
0: Well, that's a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, stay away from pork. I mean, read the book Animal Farm, and you'll see that the animals that eventually turn into human-like and try to run your lives are the pigs.
1: Pork leads to communism.
0: Yes. God bless America. (laughs) Yes. Mic drop. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, but no, I do think it's like, you know, uh, you got to, you know, mind yourself, um, you know, be a good person. And the term be a good person is relative. Hannah had to step away here to, uh, our daughter. We let her watch a little TV while we do the podcast and she enjoys it, but she will, uh, oftentimes demand something else. She'll go, I need something else and we'll have to go. And then, you know, these, these, I like Peppa Pig. I feel like Peppa Pig is a safe program, but all of these, Baby Shark, Peppa Pig, they love to throw in some kind of weird Halloween, scary, zombie episodes all of a sudden. And I'm like, why are you trying to do this to my kids? And and Daisy says, we go, do you want to watch Peppa? And she's like, yeah, but not the Halloween episodes. And I'm like, good girl, good girl. Stay away from that stuff. Um, so that would be my message to the kids. You know, be a good person treat people with respect. I know be a good person is relative, but that's why I think the Bible is a good guide. But be respectful of people. Love your neighbor. You know what I mean? And that's what I would say. Right. And don't worry about um, you know, monetary gain. Just focus on what you need and and things will come. The money, that was, you know, I had a a person in my life early on in comedy that things did not end well with that person. But, you know, something they said to me early on that I really enjoyed where they said, you know, don't worry about the money. The money will come, you know, just focus on doing good comedy, focus on your art and the money will come. Now, of course, I had to get rid of him and get someone new to work with in order for that money to come. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, but they were right. But you prayed about all that too. I did, absolutely, every step of the way. Uh, and that's important. And I think that connection... Uh, to God uh, helps you make good decisions because I do think that God will make decisions for you that you don't even know are being made. But it's important to pray and have reverence for God Mm. and not make weird little jokes about him. You know? Was I making jokes? You weren't. No, but people do. Oh, okay. I hear it. There's a lot of song country singers that I like but they'll be like rebels and they're like rebelling from their childhood and they'll take little digs at God. And I'm like, oh, geez, guys, come yeah. on. What are you doing? God didn't do that to you. Your parents did. You know what I mean? Um, so, okay, well, we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I also, I wanted, I talk, I said I would talk about this last week uh, and I didn't. So I'd like to talk about Western Sosla. Now I feel like last week, it was a little more fresh on my mind. Uh, And this week it has kind of faded away, but I want, we did a little episode of this, a little clip of this on the Nate Land podcast, but I just want to, you know, want to give a little deeper dive into it, into Western Sizzlin and my time working there, because on the Netflix special, I made a joke. Now, this is an old joke of mine. I, I made this joke a long time ago and I quit doing it and then I brought it back around uh, and I said that, uh, you know, about the guy sweating in the green beans, right? And, and, and uh, you know, stuff happens in the restaurant world. Uh, all kind of things happen in the restaurant world. All your favorite restaurants. I made this comment on, on uh, Instagram and I said, hey, this kind of stuff's happening in even the fanciest of restaurants. And somebody commented and they said, maybe not the fanciest, but in a lot of them. And that could be true. I've not worked in the fanciest of restaurants, so maybe none of this gross stuff happens in very, very fancy restaurants, but I do know this. People are working in all these restaurants, and not all people are gross, but I feel like everybody has something gross about them.
1: Everyone's done something gross at least once.
0: Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, can you guarantee that at the fanciest of restaurants, there's not somebody there who's disgruntled? There's not somebody there who's on a two week notice? There's not somebody there who's just having a rough day and has said effort? I don't know. I can't buy it. So, you know, I don't think this sort of thing is just and Western Sizzling. And I made this point last week, but people have said to me, a couple of people said, I'll never eat the green beans at Western Sizzlin again. And I said, don't kid yourself. You're not going to Western Sizzling for the green beans. Okay. Uh, you're not, you're going there for the fried chicken, the yeast rolls, the soft serve ice cream, the the fat back the, um, you know, various other unhealthy items that are delicious, you know? So, but people argued with me on that clip. They said, oh, I love the green beans at the Western Sills. And it's like, it's just canned green beans, guys. You know, they're, at a buffet, they're not gonna, they're, no buffet is serving you the hardiest the of ingredients. It's gonna be canned stuff, bag stuff, Maybe they add a little of their own seasoning. They spice it up, but it's like people are not going to the Western Sizzling and going, you know what? I'd love to get that buffet because I'm just dying for those green beans. I'm just I'll, I'm just driving around out here and I'm just thinking, you know what? I could go for right now is some Western Sizzling green beans. You go to Western Sizzling a because you want a steak that's a moderate price, or you want to eat a lot of food. And that's what I'm saying. You want to eat so much that you're actually sweating. And I did. Uh, When I worked there, we did roll silverware. That's what we would do. The silverware would come through. You you walk into a Western and You go around a little corral of sorts, and then you get in line. You get your tray. You get your little packet of silverware. The silverware will be a spoon, a fork, and a knife rolled together in a napkin and then placed into a little plastic bag, and they'll all be on a tray. You grab your cup. You grab your thing of silverware, and you grab your tray. And then as you go through, they decide what you want, and then they'll give you a few more uh, plate items. Like if you're going to get the buffet, they're going to give you a buffet plate, a salad plate, and a soup bowl. You're always going to get an ice cream bowl no matter what. And then you go sit down. So those trays of silverware, they don't roll themselves. And then if it gets real busy – we may run out of silverware. So you have to go in the back and they're like, hey, you need to go in the back and roll some silverware. you know. So you run back there and you're like, all right, I got to roll some silverware. But you know what? I also have a nicotine addiction. So I'm going to grab a cigarette back here while I'm rolling. And you're just rolling away. You need two hands. So you got to put the spoon, the fork, and the knife all together and you got to roll it up. That takes two hands. But you're smoking. So you got to hold the cigarette in your mouth smoke's going up in your eyes, you know, you're ashen. I'm not saying we were ashen on the silverware. That's not what I'm saying in this clip. But ashes sometimes are going to end up there. There's no question. Uh, And then the silverware would be wet sometimes because it's just coming out of, uh, you know, the, the dishwasher. You know what I'm saying, Hannah? Absolutely. You're only human. So you dry it, but I'm just saying things are going to happen. This is all restaurants. This is not just the Western. And it's sizzling.
1: like if you're a, if you're a cook and you do a lot of coke and you work at Western Sizzling and a little of it drips down into the food. Who are you? You're just a human guy living. Yeah.
0: And if you're a cook at the Western Sizzling, chances are your Coke's half bacon soda anyway. It's just going to add to the saltiness. Absolutely. And
1: if you're a waitress and, you know, you're 50 years old and you work at the Western Sizzling, and you don't got a hairnet in, there might be some hairs in that Nobody food. wears a hairnet. No one wears a hairnet. If you cut me, do I not bleed?
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I'm just saying um, that, you know, it's like. No well,
1: one goes to the Western Sizzle well, for not, the green beans. Hey, let's not.
0: Yeah. And let's not make a big deal about it. Right. I knew a lady. She was she's a you know, she's still sort of in my family. And she was a waitress at the Western Citizen way back when I was a kid. And there was a guy working in the kitchen and he needed a ride home. So she offered to give him a ride home, and then he robbed her and cut her face up. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> I'm just saying this is the kind of stuff going on at, the, at, at, at every restaurant. This
1: is America.
0: Yeah. I this mean, This
1: is us. One guys. minute you're
0: working with a guy. You guys are comrades. You're having a good time together. And the next minute he's cutting you up, taking your $50 you worked for that day.
1: This is Western sizzling. And sometimes your face is sizzling.
0: And this is every restaurant, even the fanciest of restaurants, you cannot give someone you work with a ride home.
1: No, guys. This is, where Where was her pepper spray? Yeah. Was she born in this country? Let's see her birth certificate. She should have known better. She should have had some pepper spray in her purse. I
0: mean, when I worked at Hyman's, me and my buddy, we would buy $10 worth of weed from someone in the kitchen. We called it KB kitchen bud. And then we would go to the bar after work and we would drink as much as we could in the hour and a half we had. And then we would go to the parking garage and roll that up and smoke a blunt and then get in our car and drive home. And you know, you know? what?
1: All of a sudden, a little bit of sweat and your green beans don't sound so bad compared no. to all the other violence happening at a Western system. Yeah.
0: I used to get so high going into work that I wouldn't even want to take tables. And the only way I make money is by taking tables. It's yeah. counterproductive.
1: Yeah. I'll eat sweat and green beans if it means that my waitress gets home safely that night.
0: Yeah, Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. Uh, is it going to be, you know, I, mean, I don't even know how to follow that up. I don't even know how to follow that Maybe, up.
1: Maybe if we could pay our wait staff a little better, we wouldn't be hiring violent criminal sociopaths at our Westland Sizzlins. <laughs> they wouldn't be sweating into the green beans. And then they wouldn't be on edge about to commit crimes to our just beloved uh, ladies of the sizzling.
0: This is exactly right. This is okay, exactly there's right. deeper
1: things at stake when you eat a Western sizzlin than just if there's, I don't know, a couple ounces of sweat, okay, inside
0: yeah. your food. You know what? One time I was driving to work when I worked at the Western Sizzlin and I saw one of the cooks walking to work. Maybe that's why he was so sweaty, because he had to walk to work that day. You know what? I stopped, and I picked him up, and I took him the rest of the way. Did you cut his face? You know what he did? He said, thank you to me. Okay. He didn't cut my face and I didn't cut his face. Okay. Neither of us cut each other's face that day. (laughs) That's a good day. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good day. That's a good day. (laughs) But I did take an empty ketchup bottle one time out of a Western system because there was a guy out there who wanted to fight me. And I thought I might have to cut him up with a broken (laughs) bottle of ketchup. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no. You weren't praying that day, were you? <laughs> no, you I don't weren't know. being led by God that day. <laughs> but then again, maybe you were. God's like, all you got is a ketchup bottle, buddy.
0: Yeah, and I told the I told the guy's girlfriend who I worked with that's what I was going to do if he tried to fight me in the parking lot. She goes, he doesn't care. He's crazy.
1: Holy <laughs> that's a jungle at Western Sizzler. It is.
0: It is. Jeez. But I was ready to go. It didn't happen. He was gone. And maybe she maybe she called him and said, Hey, he's got a bottle he's gonna hit you with. Cause he wasn't but he was standing out the window looking at me through the blinds. <laughs> Jeez, Dusty. <laughs> that is
1: true. I mean America. I mean there's a lot going on here. I'll tell you what.
0: Well, Opalika is pretty
1: wild too. In the parking lot of a Western Sizzlin. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a lot going down out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will say this about the Western Sizzlin. Now, the Western Sizzlin in Opelika was located near the old Walmart. The Walmart, that's where Walmart used to be. That was the hoppinest spot in town. All the good hotels were over there, the Waffle House was over there, and Walmart was over there. And then one day Walmart up and left Mm. and went to another side of town. And the Western Sizzlin, 20, 25 years later, still there.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Western Sizzlin, I believe, is a symbol for the middle to lower class holding on holding on keeping their footing in this country while everybody trying to take a piece out of them uh, everybody trying to change them everybody trying to every trying to get on the internet every trying to do something better everybody trying to take their money and the western Sizzling's like i don't care i don't need you walmart i'll yes. stay right here in this parking lot and i'll continue to serve questionable meat
0: now, the meat's great at western Sizzling. the meat is great That's why I'm, that's my public service announcement here. Oh, yeah. Because you're not here eating the green beans. But what I'm saying is everything you just said up until the meat part. Right. Is that if you have a quality product, it doesn't matter if Walmart leaves you or not. Yeah. People are still going to come here.
1: The meat's great. I've always said that. Yeah.
0: It, It doesn't matter if, if. Walmart leaves you because yeah. you got a spot next to the interstate. Yeah. And sure, all the good hotels have now become questionable hotels. That's right. Because Tigertown opened and all the good hotels now went there. And all these hotels are basically hourly rented hotels. And there's a lot of prostitutes hanging out there. My fr- my friend, I got I had a, I got propositioned by a lady at one of those hotels one time way back.
1: Oh, okay. That's a confident She booster. said,
0: I need to get Money so I can get some food and cigarettes for me and my baby. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, and I I, I said, I, I, I'm, i you know, inside. do stutter. I, inside. <laughs> what you say? Inside I, inside, I said, I'm freaked out. Uh-huh. But outside, I said, no, nah, I can't. And she goes, I'll help you out. And so I had her come over and change the oil on my car. Dusty, and, uh, what? That's a joke. Okay. She's making a prostitution joke. Oh, she's making a prostitution statement saying, I'll help you out. And I said, I had her come over and change my oil.
1: Oh, okay. I thought Meaning, that was an innuendo. Well,
0: I mean, I could have chose a different thing to do on the car, yeah. but I was saying, she was like, I'll help you out. So I'm making a joke that I had her come over and work on my car. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. But, but Yeah. But you took, you got real serious. on Well, I mean, I don't know. You think I'm just going to be confessing to prostitution encounters right you're here?
1: You're gone a lot. I'll say that.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're up to on the road. Well, this is when I was a, a young kid in Opelika. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, try to stick with the bit. Listen, here, we don't
1: need Walmart to survive <laughs> in this country. Jeez. <laughs> and the meat at Western Switzerland's great.
0: Yeah try to stick with the bit though. Uh, you know I'm so I mean? sorry. You t- you really took a turn. Did I? Yeah. Okay. You, you, yeah, I mean that was a joke I actually I forgot about that I that, that did happen, but uh and I just said no that's okay. But um I used to try to write a joke about that. It's a, it is sad. I don't know if she had a baby and part of the joke I tried to make was that she was trying to get cigarettes for her baby. Um, you know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I can see you're not you're not really willing to riff here. No, let's I mean, move on to the next Western Sizzle. I'll just stick
1: uh, to party planning.
0: Here's a uh, here's another thing that happened while I was working at Western Sizzle. My brother-in-law had these relatives. It, it was his uncle and his wife, and then their son. Now, their son was about my age, a little older, and I really liked him. He was a cool dude, and I liked him a lot. And that family came in and they were eating at my table. They were taking up a pretty big table. I would say there was eight of them. Now, when I worked at Western Citizen, you didn't get a lot of good tips. Almost every table left you about two bucks. Two bucks was a standard tip. A lot of times you'd get a dollar. Sometimes I'd get a couple of quarters. Sometimes I'd get nothing at all. Every once in a while, I'd get a $5 bill. And... Um, that was big. Uh, But for the most part, it was $2, even on a large table. But this day, this family came, my brother-in-law's uncle and wife, and then their son, who was about my age, who I liked. And he left early. And when he left, there was a $5 bill on the table where he left that looked like a tip for me. Now, I didn't just take it off the table because I've got manners, and I don't just pull it off the table. I thought, well, that's great. I got five. Hopefully they leave me a little more, and then, you know, um this will be a good table for me because they are family. And uh, so when they all left, the five dollar bill was gone, and in its place was two dollars. Mm. So I think they took their son's tip and then left me less money. Okay, yeah. I also one time got a $5 bill on a table and I opened it up and it was a religious pamphlet, Christians, and it said, disappointed you wouldn't be if you had Jesus. And I was like, well, I have Jesus and I am disappointed. Yeah. Okay.
1: There's a lot of heartbreak in a Western sizzling. Yeah. And a lot of sweat.
0: The Western Sizzlin' is um, where I joined the army. Mm-hmm. I went in there pretty high one day, and I was just waiting tables. And this guy had come in repeatedly. This old guy, and he would he would talk about how how much money he had, and that he was on just doing a construction job. And he was talking about how he was, he was balling. And we were like, well, you got all this money. Why don't you go to the Outback and eat? Because we had an Outback in town. Why don't you go to the Outback and get a steak? And he's like, oh, that's just an expensive piece of meat down there. Because when I was growing up, Western Citizen was a good restaurant and Outback was fancy. You know what I mean? So he said that. And then one day we were talking about he was telling me about joining the Army. And he was just telling me about how fun it was and how he got to see the world and how exciting it was. And I'm a waiter at Western Sizzling. I was like, well, that's what I want to do so I left work that day and joined the army,
1: yeah, and how'd that turn out?
0: Well, I, you know I didn't get in I got arrested, never got in all right um, but um uh but I you know I just want to say in closing about Western Sizzling. I think that's all that I had to say about it uh for now to be continued I mean people would really run you wild in there for a dollar yeah. I mean, they would run you ragged.
1: But I don't understand, like if like if these big church groups come into Western Sizzlin after church, and I'm talking like you know twelve to twenty people tables, you're only getting two dollars off that table. The bill's got to be you know somewhat substantial. I mean,
0: well, there's no. Is it
1: just like the folk coming in? Don't tip.
0: Well, this is what they do. And you get all your food when you check in. You get all your stuff. You order everything.
1: Uh, You order everything
0: and then you get a bill and then you go to the cashier to pay your bill.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So So there's really not a a server like at more traditional sit down. Well, yeah, I mean
0: they're still running me ragged, but I don't come take their order. Right. They they bring over their little sheet of paper, and it'll and if they've ordered something from the from like the kitchen, it'll have a number on it, and then I'll go write that number down on the chart. That way, when the food comes, we know where that food goes. But if they don't have a number on it, then that means they just got stuff from the buffet. So my job is to bring them more plates, keep their drinks filled, stuff like that. But they will run you ragged in there.
1: Well, could the argument be made that part of what the appeal of Western Sizzlin is, is that you aren't paying for that wait staff or the accoutrements that you get at a regular restaurant? You're just going for the buffet. And you, and, and these Ameri- these people don't want to pay the server. That's a part of the appeal is you don't need to tip that. that 15, 20%.
0: That argument could be made. And I don't even feel like you have to tip me 20%. But, um... You know, sometimes these giant tables come in and then tip, you know, way less. And I'm still getting the two thirteen an hour. It's not as if I'm getting more.
1: See, that's the problem, though, is I really feel like as as you're revealing this information to me, because I don't know much about Western citizen. You've taken me there once and it was an excellent experience, but I've just not been back. And um, I didn't realize that, you know, maybe server waiter isn't the right name for these people working at Western Sizzler because it's a little bit more like a glorified bus boy or bus woman. Because well, that's kind of the mostly what to, you're doing. To
0: a degree, but we are really, you know, we're we're uh, we're not going up going, hey, I'm dusty, I'll be your server today. Uh, but but to some degree we are. But you should be making minimum wage. Two two dollars, that's
1: not enough because you're not getting tips. So you shouldn't be cut off of the minimum wage. Um, if you're if you if you yeah. truly aren't getting but, the tips, that's know, the only reason you're not getting a minimum wage, just because you're you're supposed to be getting tips, but those tips are dirt.
0: But you you know the thing about it, this is how how you made your money. Is it's like it, when I worked at Hyman's, I was getting like four tables, four four table sections, three to four table sections. I mean, in Western Switzerland, at a minimum, you had a six table section. But you may have an eight, ten table section and you're just okay. going, man. You're just hustling the whole time. So it's turn and burn. So, you know, you're getting one, two dollars per table, but you're just collecting that money. Okay. But you are running okay. the whole shift.
1: That's yeah, volume.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, but yes, back to your thing about churches. Uh, it, when I worked there on Sundays at, at about noon, little afternoon, the white church would come in and it would just fill up. And then around 2, 2 2.30, the black church would come in, and then it would just fill up. And tips were the same, and they were not good. Uh, All the church groups, no matter who it was, they would pull the tables together, and they would sit large tables, 20 people at one table. The one person at the end of this table couldn't talk to the person at the end of this table, but they had to sit together, and the tips would be really bad. One guy used to come in. We had imitation crab on the buffet, and he would always ask me for melted butter. He was the only guy that would ask for it. And it was just a hassle because it just didn't have, we didn't have melted butter laying around. One cook in the kitchen, his name was Tyrone. His nickname was T Bone. And I just feel like the name's too close for that to be the nickname for you. You know what I mean? It's two syllables. That's not even, but anyway, very nice guy, really deep voice really liked me. That was like my one friend in the kitchen. And when he was working, it was easy to get the butter. But if it was somebody else, it was a real hassle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always had an issue with people in the kitchen. Now, off the clock, we're best friends. But on the clock, they're like, oh, we, I was always fighting with the kitchen. Yeah. They don't understand your tone. Right. And uh, maybe I don't understand theirs, uh, but uh, even when I worked at the Planner's Inn, when I was a, 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 a bellhop for a little while, they had a really nice fine dining restaurant that we were attached to. So for room service, we had to go over to the restaurant to get um, stuff. And the, I remember the chef really yelling at me in there one day, and I was like, at this point, I was a grown man that I had this job as a sales rep, you know, as a pesticide salesman, but I I really talk it down. I was a sales rep. And this guy was like yelling at me. And I was like, oh no, I was like, I'm doing this part time. This I'm a grown man. This guy is not going to yell at me. And I think I yelled back at him. And I think people were like, who's this bellboy yelling at the chef? Mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not, I'm not here to play these games.
1: What I love about you is you are not a respecter of persons. Yeah. Just uh, like the Bible says, you look at everybody as your equal. Don't matter if they got more power than you on paper. It don't matter if, if you got more power than them. If somebody steps to you,
0: oh, no. I just didn't get it. I was like, I-, I don't know what you're doing. I'm just here to get the room service. I'm new. This is my first time doing this. Uh, I'm not uh, a child. Mm-hmm. There's no need for you to be speaking to me this way. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'll forgive a lot of things. You'll forgive some sweat in the green beans, but somebody looks at you a little cockeyed. No, sir.
0: And I want in closing from all the Western Sizzling talk, I like to say, you know, I it's fun to make fun of Western citizen. It is fun, but I love to eat there. Mm-hmm. And some people that still work there were my friends. Yeah. I loved eating there. Yeah. I still love eating there. I used to love to smoke cigarettes at the end of the day, just hanging out in the Western Sizzlin.
1: There's a lot of life lessons that you can learn about life through living in Western. S- Western Sizzlin is a microcosm of human existence.
0: Yeah. I worked there twice. Yeah. I loved it both times. The mm-hmm. first time I worked there, I was not a weed addict. Yeah second time I was.
1: Yeah. But hey, you know what? Never got cut in your face.
0: (laughs) That is true. You survived, buddy. You survived. (laughs) That is true. I did give a homeless guy a ride home one time out of the parking lot to the grocery store down the way. And he asked me would I go around behind the grocery store and pray with him. And I go, nah, that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: yeah, that's a move. Uh, yeah, God go, was I'm, with you on that uh, one. I go, I'm going to go ahead and drop you off here <laughs> and uh, hope you have a good night.
1: Did you pray for him?
0: I don't know. Yeah. You, Probably.
1: Once you were safely in your car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Safely in my car, driving back to my mom's house where a lot of squirrels would get on my chest in the night.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I once once hitchhiked from Belfast to Dublin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I was with a bunch of my uh, friends from my hostel, and we went up to Belfast for a little while. And that was kind of when Belfast was still a little sketchy, and all my friends were from different countries. And there was two guys and me and this other girl. And the girl was French. And so when we realized we had to hitchhike, she goes, I went to go with Hannah. And I, and then later on, she told me, we will get better rides than with the men.
0: Oh, okay. And we
1: did. We got home
0: faster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we didn't get cut.
0: <laughs> well, that's, anytime you can catch a ride and not get cut <laughs> <laughs> it is a good day. Oh, praise God. I picked a guy up halfway from Charleston to Savannah one time, I was selling pesticides, halfway in between somewhere at a rest, uh, not a rest stop, a gas station. He was foreign and he came up to me and he goes, asked me, could I give him a ride? And I go, you know, I basically was kind of making a joke, but I'm like, you're not sketchy, are you? Or whatever. And he was, he seemed like a young guy about my age. And I was like, nah, he was like, nah, nah, and I go, all right, I'll give you a ride. And so I, I gave him a ride, and we're in the car. He told me that a trucker had picked him up and basically propositioned him for sex. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, now I'm stuck at this gas station and I need to get out of here. Mm. And that guy uh, had a uh, a notebook and he was going around the country, hitchhiking around the country, you know, and he, and he was like, wanted, you know, like an email so that when he got back home, you know, he could email everyone that he met and make some connections. And mm-hmm. I never heard from that guy. So, yeah. He might have died. He might have got cut up.
1: <sighs> wow. Learned a lot this podcast. I've learned that, you know, there's some there's there's a lot of sex workers
0: out here. I don't know if they're all working, but there's a lot of stuff going they're on. They're propositioning well, yeah, I mean, I'd like to come back around to the thing that I talked about. Yeah. This is while I was living in Opelika <laughs> and it was really late at night. Uh-huh. I was at a gas station and this lady came up to me and said these things and I said no to them. I just want that to be clear. Yeah. I felt sorry for her. I don't mean to make a joke about her life or her situation, but I did not take her up on any of these offers? I didn't think that you did, Dusty.
1: I was just trying to be funny myself. Okay, but you And got, I've been dealing with a lot of guilt and shame about wrecking that joke.
0: Yeah, you got real serious about it. Well,
1: I wasn't serious. Okay. It was like, you didn't think I got your joke and you didn't really get my joke. And then all of a sudden, two attempts at a joke makes a yeah. bomb.
0: Well, I just wanted to look you in the eye. <laughs> And let you know that me and this potentially prostitute lady, or maybe a lady who had just found herself on a hard, and maybe by help help me out, she did mean, you know, change the tires on my car or anything. You know, I realized that change your own oil, change your oil, or even can I rake your leaves, depending on how you say it, can be innuendo. Yeah. You know, I was being fun with it, too. So I could have said, yeah. So I had the lady come back and rake my leaves. And yeah, that sounds like innuendo, doesn't it? But nothing happened
1: with you and this this lady, this woman, this mother.
0: But I will say, I mean, I was fairly young. I mean, I was probably 18 or 19. I mean, I was an adult, but I had not encountered this sort of thing before. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, whoa.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I knew you were joking, um, but I won't tell you how I got home from Dublin in in my hitchhiking. Oh jeez. <laughs>
0: I was young too. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm gonna look you in your eyes <laughs> and tell you I'm joking.
0: All right. But yeah, well, I didn't, I want to talk about Gene Hackman on a uh, a podcast. (laughs) On a completely unrelated note. Uh, But I guess we didn't get there this podcast. Yeah, we got caught up. Western sizzling will take you anywhere. Let me see where we we did get to. Um, Actually, that's the only thing that we didn't cover. Uh, I don't know if last week we talked about Jim Bob's or not. So I'd just like to do a brief thing. And then we'll mark it off the list and know that we talked about it. But I, you know, I think I gave Jim Bob's a fairly nice shout out on Netflix. And I went to all their social medias. I have not done it this week, but last week I did it. No word, no mention. It seems mm-hmm. like all their social medias are very inactive. Uh, I didn't expect them to go. Our new brand ambassador, Dusty Slay, he quit mid-shift. Maybe we did talk about it now that, but- you know, just for the record, still not heard anything. So, yeah. um, so that's sad. That makes me sad.
1: Yeah, but we'll keep praying for it.
0: I've not been praying for it. I don't want to say keep.
1: Okay, all right. I, I would, honestly haven't been praying for it either. I would, but, but I've been hoping for it.
0: I do hope this. But where's ho- where is,
1: where's is where's hope without
0: prayer? That the next time I go in there, they give me a free snack. And a snack is three chicken fingers, some French fries, and a piece of Texas toast. Mm -hmm. One free meal. That's what I'm looking for.
1: I know. So good. I'm also
0: looking for some people to go into Jim Bob's and uh, be like, we're here because of Dusty's Netflix special.
1: That's what I thought might happen.
0: Still not happen.
1: Mm. Maybe they're just not reporting it. Maybe. Yeah,
0: and we do have a video that we we filmed, and it's uh, hopefully being edited now. Yeah, that I want to put out um, to let people know about.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're doing a lot of unpaid sponsorship for Jim Bob's, and I'm okay with it because you're a good man,
0: and I love Jim Bob's.
1: Yeah, and when you love something unconditionally, you will do things without expectation for things to come back for you. You're doing this out of the goodness of your heart.
0: Yeah, and just so it shows that Western Sizzling not the only place where things are happening. One time I was working at Jim Bombs and we used to, when people would order wings, if they would order six wings, we would give them seven because we would put seven in the fryer and then mix it up just in case something happened to one of them in cooking it, we would be ready. And one time... We only had—somebody ordered six, and there was only six. And I had it in the mixing bowl where I was mixing it up with the hot sauce, and I dropped one on the floor, and I picked it up and served it.
1: Everybody does something gross once.
0: Yeah, that was—that was over 20 years ago when I did that. Yeah. So—
1: and that person died.
0: <laughs> they got salmonella and they died.
1: And that went unreported until now.
0: Uh, okay. Well, Dusty's got a Netflix out right now. You should yeah, watch it. Yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. This is a fun, this has been a fun podcast.
1: It has been pretty fun. I've had a good time. Yeah, did. I've learned a lot about you. Have That's you?
0: All, yeah, yeah. I've
1: okay. learned a lot. I've learned a lot about myself and uh, and life, yeah. and what it means to be an American.
0: And I'm proud to be an American, where at least, least I know I'm, know I'm free. free. And I won't forget the Western sizzling and what they did for me. Out and out I'll proudly stand. sweat up. In the green beans,
1: which is why I went to Western Sizland <laughs> exclusively for the green beans.
0: Cause there ain't no doubt I love green beans. God bless the Western Sizland. That's not bad for improv. Yeah. All right, our daughter's coming. All right, thank you very much. We're having a good time. <laughs> we